Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, Matt Chat. It's the monthly show where we answer your questions, which you can send us on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Oh, man, you guys, take a look at our window right now. Our next guest, our guest for this month, Simon Miller. How you doing, man? I'm good, thanks, man. As we were saying before we got going, I'm pumped to be here. I'm excited. I'm ready. And all just happy words that make people have smiles on their faces. Is going in raw and up in your book? <laughs> yeah, it's a golden up. Of course. Come on. That's easy. I don't so, usually throw golden ups out like that, but I feel like the occasion is correct. Well, you are, of course, I don't know if you have it near you, but you are the going in raw hates champion right now. Prior to pandemic happening, you won this title fair and square off Adam Mayhem, who brought a gun to the hates title match. What was that all about? Well, he's bonkers. You know that more than anybody. <laughs> man, man yeah. lost his damn mind. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was that. That was that was kind of weird because that was pretty much a year ago. It's just past the year. Like mm-hmm. we're a few days past the year. And if you had told me then what was going to happen in the next twelve months, I would have been like, <laughs> "Yeah, right." Little did we know. Little did we know. But no, I shouldn't have brought that with me. But I don't think because I'm not a smart man. Nah, that's all right. It's okay. It's just a H title. Look, once we get back into wrestling, we'll bring you like once wrestling happens again, we'll bring you back on the show. And uh, what, by the way, in 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 the wonderful UK, what's is the the wrestling still there? Is like it's probably it a ways off, right? It doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I got I've got offered a few bookings for October, and my my response was yes. I look forward to the cancellation email because how are they going to do it? I hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong. But it just uh, it seems very unlikely at the moment. But again, Mm -hmm. if they somehow are able to pull it off, I'll be happy to to call myself a moron. But no, I think most people have canceled all their shows for the year. So we'll have to wait till next. But that's all right. There's worse things going on. Yeah, totally. So uh, before we get into this, uh, where can people find you right now? What have you been up to lately? Well, you can find me at a bunch of places because clearly I don't know how to just do one thing. But obviously, what culture wrestling? That's one place you can go and you can get a bunch of wrestling content that way. If you want to come call me uh, a bald a hole at Simon316 on Twitter, I've got my own YouTube channel where now it's just become fitness. So if you're not interested in fitness, do not search for my name on YouTube. There's nothing interesting there. And otherwise, yeah, it's just Simon Miller or Simon Miller 316 and all those wonderful socials. As I always say, if I knew where I was going to be in 10 years, would I have put 316 at the end of my name on Twitter? Oh, hell yeah. No, <laughs> but hey, you know, it, I've done now. I like to think that it ruins all credibility I have 
but what credibility did I have to begin with? So Hey, yeah. I'll tell you this though, before we get started. Those fitness videos are something else, man. The thing that I love about Simon's videos is that you you break it down in such a layman like down to earth way that I haven't seen before. Like you just cut That's through the bullshit and and you're so good at it. And if you're into fitness, if you want to get into fitness from the ground level to, you know, the Jack Daddy level, check out Simon's fitness videos. Yes. They're tr they're honestly terrific. Yes. That's very kind. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. Let's hop right into this. Larson, who's our first Matt Chatter today? Jacksonville's number one. Drink of water, too. Sorry, Gion Halili. Let's see what Gion has to say. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter. Gion Halili back with another Matt Chat question for this month. And what I want to know is Roman Reigns. Uh, Unlining himself with Paul Heyman doing all the things that he's been doing, which is actually really cool Is this an acknowledgement from WWE that they messed up the first time trying to get Roman Reigns over as a big star or are they just Do they just have their backs against the wall that they're trying anything? Uh, let me know your thoughts debate it out or I don't care what you guys do. You guys are grown men. All right later friendos stay safe Thank you Gion Simon. What do you say Roman Reigns? He's back uh, we got a sort of a heel alignment with Paul Heyman. Is this WWE saying, yeah, we messed up? I don't think they think they messed up. <laughs> I think if you ask them, they'd be like, no. Uh, but what, <laughs> the, the weird thing is, right, I hate saying this. I like to walk on eggshells when I say this because there is no silver lining. To, again, we just mentioned it the last few months. There isn't. It's been an absolute nightmare. We know that. However, given the crazy world that it plunged WWE and all of wrestling into, it's given us all these things that we've kind of wanted that I don't think we would have gotten otherwise. Like to me, Roman Reigns is a heel right now because we don't because house shows don't matter, right? And kids aren't going to to wrestling shows. And merchandise is not even a priority, right? WWE Shop does its thing. They're not pushing it as much as they once did because they don't need to. So when you look at it all, why the hell wouldn't you bring Roman Reigns back as a back as a heel? And that was always my thing. Again, there's the boring argument of well, it was a heel anyway because getting booed. And yeah, it was true to an extent, but you want, look, the thing for me, when he came back at uh, SummerSlam and it was just spitting fire, straight away I was like, that's the Roman I want. Mm -hmm. That's the Roman mm -hmm. I want right there. And would I have thought that if I hadn't had all the, I actually don't think the Roman stuff was as bad as people now think it, it was. There were certainly awful moments, but overall he had some decent feuds. He had some decent matches. It was just this constant fight between the fans and, and WWE. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I don't, think, I don't think they necessarily messed up. Um, I think they should have turned him earlier, sort of two years ago, if mm -hmm. not before. But again, I don't think we, at one point we were ever going to get it. So it's hard for me to say that any of this is a mess up because it made his impactful return when it gave it the impact. That's why it has impactful because of all yeah. this stuff. Now we just need to give him new music and new gear and I'll be a happy man. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm kind of curious. I know that he like, I don't know if what you can call what like the match was at Payback his first actual match because like he was still wearing the t-shirt. Is that going to be what he wears? Is he going to come back? Like when he has an actual match and he signs a contract well in advance of the match instead yeah. of like halfway through it. Yeah. Well, like, is he going to have like, I don't know about the music, but like for sure, like I don't want that chest protector coming back. I want him to get away from the shield stuff, which would probably include the music too. I'd be down for that. If it's a kick and track. Um, I think I do think I actually do think that, there is an acknowledgement in this turn that what they were doing before didn't work the way they wanted it to work. 
And so I think that's why. Now, I don't think they'd ever consider it a failure because I think when WWE, when Vince looks at the numbers, the financial numbers that Roman brought to the company, stuff that we're not necessarily privy to, his merch sales, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever other revenue, like you could maybe house show like revenue that he was on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They probably see Roman Reigns as a success, but they felt the need to change something. So I do think that although Vince McMahon is probably the last person in the world to ever say, yeah, I messed up, I did something wrong. Um, I do think that his change in attitude, if you will, is acknowledgement that something needed to be fixed. I mean, when, you know, I go back to like when Stone Cold Steve Austin was off for like, what, nine months or 10 months mm-hmm. or a year or whatever it was. When he came back, nothing had really changed. Now, eventually they did at WrestleMania 17 turn him heel. And that was a bad move. But um, when he first came back, like the crowd just wanted him back. They were like, this is the old Stone Cold. That's what we want back. And then when they eventually turned it back to face, it was like, yeah, great. This is what we wanted all this whole time. It's just Stone Cold being Stone Cold. Nobody. I mean, when Roman came back, it's like, oh, cool. He's a little bit different now and he's doing neat things as opposed to just boring things. So I do think that there was an acknowledgement that, hey, we need to toughen this guy up, make him have an edge. And I guess, you know, making references on Twitter to him being shoved down people's throats because our mouths are open or whatever that was when he responded to a guy. Uh, Yeah, I think it was an acknowledgement that they needed to change things. Failure. No change things. Yes. Yeah, Vince will never acknowledge failure, at least publicly. No, never. Maybe internally uh, at times. Um, I guess if if you could say if they were acknowledging at least some of the shortcomings in Roman Reigns' presentation, or that this is at least somewhat acknowledging some of the shortcomings in his presentation, because if they were confident in bringing him back as old Roman Reigns to pop ratings, that's what they would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, his initial push wasn't entirely successful because he is not undisputed face the company but he is an undisputed main event player so to say the the roman reigns experiment initially uh on the first run was a failure is false to a degree um but i think more than anything the heel turn is probably just like hey roman what do you want to do uh something different you want to turn heel sure yeah that'll pop ratings let's just do that (laughs) something tells me that's the extent of the of the, the thought put into it I wonder how much I I do kind of wonder how much they approach him or if it's a, hey, we have this idea and he's just like, yeah, cool, boss, whatever you want to do. I don't know. I think he probably has more power now than he did. Power is not the right word. But, you know, when when, when you're struggling with the ratings and, you know, there's pretty much a universal opinion that, well, this could be better. And, you know, you've got Roman Reigns in your back pocket. He probably can go, look, man, just let me be a badass heel. And Vince McMahon would likely go. Actually, yeah, that sounds pretty good right about now because we need mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything else. So I actually think, yeah, it probably actually benefited him. And look, he must have some kind of stroke because who else can go away for, for I, think, I think it was the right thing to do, but there would be people in that company if they decided to go away for five months, wouldn't have been brought back in such a strong position. So. Yeah, I wonder, I really wonder if walking away from WrestleMania the day prior to filming his match or whatever it was. Yeah. I wonder if that emboldened him to think, you know what? They, I, I haven't been punished. They 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 keep on bugging me. When am I going to come back? When am I going to come back? <laughs> I wonder. There. Yeah, I wonder if he had thought at that point, I actually have a lot of power here. I'm going to do what I want to do from now on. He's going to go full Hogan at this point. Start politicking left and right backstage. But the thing it's the thing work is, for right, me, brother. If, if he does do that, I'm all right with it because me too. Yeah. Out- 
You mentioned Hulk Hogan. It worked for a time. Then it went too far. But mm -hmm. you mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did that too. Mm -hmm. like you always hear that story on all these podcasts. What was the most annoying thing about Steve Austin? You go, do you want to do this? He'd go, nope. Well, what do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, just come up with something for Steve. Whereas maybe Roman's a bit more... I, get, I think Rome would be a bit more uh, back and forth, right? Well, how about yeah. we do this? And it yeah. always works. When you give yeah. someone control of their character, nine times out of ten, when they're the top guy, you know, it, it all comes together. Cena was a different thing, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Uh, who's our next Matt Chatter, Larson? Uh, we got a question next from Dan B. Take it away, Dan B. Hey, friendos, it's your boy Dan B., the wrestling optimist here with another Matt Chat question. I'm going to try and talk quickly so I can fit everything in under the time limit. So, uh, Payback was way better than it had any right being, ending with Roman Reigns officially being a heel, uh, allying himself with Paul Heyman and winning the Universal Championship. Now, if the rumors are to be believed, he'll be holding that belt until WrestleMania 37, where it will be taken off of him by a face Bray Wyatt. The question being, how do they plan on turning the Fiend face because he's like this evil horrible entity that everyone is afraid of and everyone knows his horrible powers and he changes everybody he wrestles with and I know the fans love Bray Wyatt but how do they plan on turning the fiend face uh how would you how would you do that let me know thank you Dan B thank right, you, man Dan B. the fiend let's say he's going to be a face now it seems to be the case kind of agree with Dan here I think this I think it's pretty easy though you basically have him feud with a firm heel like AJ Styles is probably one of the for me I, I really enjoy AJ Styles as a heel he's got some kick to him he's got some he's got some snark to him uh, I really enjoyed this past Smackdown or uh, the the Friday before this past Friday uh, when he was going at it with Michael Cole on commentary I thought it was pretty funny the whole you're manipulating the system stuff I thought that was good stuff I'd like to see the fiend face off against somebody like that who's got a little bit of snark to them I think that could be a lot of fun and I think that's how you do it that's how you that's how you say hey the fiend is a, is gonna be fighting in a way that's more I don't know I mean the crowd always like the crowd already likes the fiend like th they think he's cool they think he does cool stuff mm -hmm. in terms of like how would they make him be more of a good guy would be you just fight guys who are like firmly entrenched bad guys like AJ Styles uh maybe like a Sami Zayn which would be a weird feud so I, I, I'd say that that'd be a really weird feud right there it would be a weird feud so Bray's got two gloves one says help one says hurt he mm -hmm. listens to the hurt one now mm -hmm. go away hurt glove listen to the help glove yeah that's how you turn up the face yeah um so he listens to the the, the help glove and then he starts helping people oh, you know wow. this old lady trying to cross the street helps her across the street oh, yeah uh vince is struggling to rewrite the show at the last minute because he tore up the script <laughs> in walks bray wyatt let the feed help you rewrite the show <laughs> that's um, good um, and that can continue into the wrestling ring you know uh we got uh you mentioned aj how about this jeff hardy's got a match against aj for the intercontinental title uh aj's working over that knee who comes out to help jeff hardy bray wyatt of course bray has history with his brother that's mm -hmm. the story you could work with there uh, you're right, Steve. If you want to establish someone as a face, they got to wrestle heel. Um, <laughs> but I think if you want to get a little more to it, he's got those two gloves. Yeah. Listen to the help one. Well, the, and then like the other one could just say either more, like help more help or, or help help best, help love, whatever. Yeah. Simon, what do you have got? Two, two help gloves. Well, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we missed a trick here. You know, at payback, the ring exploded. And what they should have done is that Bray Wyatt should have gone and helped up Charles Robinson and then using his toolkit 
that we've seen he's gonna start fixing the ring and you're like what yeah. a good guy look yeah. at him helping things out yeah um, gets that giant goes- mallet ding 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 <laughs> oh that I, I like the fiend i do not like that giant mallet but i talk about it. <laughs> um i think you guys have hit the nail on the head it's kind of like roman right if roman feuds with baby faces hey that works same with the fiend i think it's all going to tie into what happens with alexa bliss because you know we've all been like oh alexa bliss is going to go bad now well maybe she doesn't Maybe actually Alexa Bliss, if you put Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt together and you come up with a story that's not cringeworthy or anything like that, people are going to get behind it. People are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that people have been clamoring for ages. So they'll get all excited. And then, yeah, he'll be he'll be a good guy. It's just, you know, when he'll be the Firefly Funhouse Bray. And then when somebody pisses him off and he becomes the fiend. Yeah. If he's taken out an AJ Styles or i don't know nakamura whoever the hell you're gonna you're gonna do it with you'd be like yeah use your crazy serial killer guy to wreck this person because we don't because we don't like them i guess it's a bit like terminator 2 right same character but different Mm -hmm. different intent so i don't think you'll be that hard um people are super behind him anyway like you know the only criticism i saw of payback was oh why did he only have it for a week which was fair Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think i think it's actually relatively relatively simple It'd be kind of cool. I like the. I really like the idea of the uh, the Alexa Bliss pairing, mm-hmm. which yeah, seems like it's going to happen. And we saw it before where she sort of subdued him a little bit with like a yeah. caress on the mask. Oh, yeah. And if she can sort of, if she can be like the guiding light for him to sort of focus his his energies into being helpful and not hurtful, mm-hmm. then uh, that could be that could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun. That could yeah, yeah. Be, that could be. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, Next, we got a question from Brock without the K. Take it away, Brock. Hey, guys. It is Brock without the K here. And I wanted to ask a question about Brock with the K, Lesnar. And I was wondering, if Brock is truly a free agent, where would you like to see him go other than WWE? And who would he face first? And would it be for a title? All right. Thanks, friendos. All right. Thank you, Brock without the K. Larson. What do you think? Brock Lesnar, now a free agent. The world is his oyster. Where should he go? There's one right answer. It's Minoru Suzuki, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, have them in a feud for an entire year. 
Sure, never open weight title. Doesn't matter. I don't want to see. I want to see them fight like in perpetuity. Essentially, that's what I want. Have your standard wrestling match. Have like a pancreas match. I don't care. I want them to fight forever. Um, outside of that, it'd be really cool. I know Josh Barnett just tweeted that Brock would never fight at Bloodsport. Seeing them at Bloodsport would be pretty cool. But ultimately, I just want to see Minoru Suzuki versus Brock Lesnar in a best of uh, 365. Oh, wow. That's Match good. Day. Simon, what do you think? Where should Brock go? Awesome. It's so hard to answer this because even if somebody offered him seven gajillion pounds, Vincent Mann's going to offer him seven gajillion and one. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. just, you mm-hmm. know, but in terms of in my dream world, New Japan would be right up there because I liked all the stuff he did in the in the 2000s as well. I thought that was, you know, when he did, when he did the whole Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar thing, I was like, man, it's like a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought that was awesome. But I mean, look, I'm going to be super wrestling Mark fanboy geek man. I want to see him in AEW just for the reaction. Not even for my own reaction, just so I can go on the Twitter <laughs> and watch it absolutely explode. And let's not face it, it would do really good views on YouTube. So yes. that's, that, that yeah. works for me. And I think I would love to see it because it would be a Hogan in WCW moment. You know, it would be all these things that we've seen before. But again, it's an absolute... Of course he wouldn't go there. In his, in his head, he is a super duper star, which he is. There's no two ways about it. And he will see AEW as a secondary promotion. It's the same way when people go, oh, maybe he's going to go to Bellator. No, he won't. That's like him going to NXT in WWE. <laughs> he goes to UFC because in Brock's head, he's money. Well, who's going to pay me the most? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's all it is. But yeah, AEW would always be my first, my first port of call because that would be the first proper huge shot fired across the bow. And look, it would. It, I think it would easily take him over a million for a while, if not more. Mm-hmm. I think people underestimate how much of a draw brock lesnar would be because you'd also get all the laps fans that'd be like what and you get the mf fans like what like, everyone would just be blown away so yeah that's in my dream world but yeah, i'm gonna be a, a negative nancy and i don't he's when he comes back i go to wwe mm-hmm. and then win the rumble yeah. and then win a title <laughs> do all yeah. these things. and i'll be smiling the entire time and all purple and weird and stuff <laughs> Doing this. uh yeah no i i kind of so yeah if it was if it was a dream world i would love to wake up one morning Get on Twitter and see all the gifts from like Lariato or uh, Lucha Blog or whomever with Brock Lesnar showing up in New Japan. I say he joins Bullet Club. Look, let's be honest. Ooh. Bullet Club hasn't been the same since the elite left. Have him join Bullet Club. He takes over and he goes on the New Japan Dream Match Tour. Okada, Naito, maybe uh, uh, staying within uh, LIJ. He takes on the ticking time bomb. That could be a fun match because, you know, that guy would go crazy <laughs> with Brock. And as Larson said, of course, Suzuki. If I, if, As a business person, Simon, you're 100% right. AEW would be hilarious. Uh, seeing him on BTE with uh, maybe oh uh, confronting the Dark Order and Bro- Mr. Brody Lee and uh, and Silver and Reynolds and all those guys would be absolutely a dream. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. He he's he's too. They would have to. They would have to concoct something to make. I guess maybe like a Hangman Page come off as somebody who could actually really challenge Brock Lesnar because with their big guys, like, yeah, Brody Lee got the TNT title and he basically did a Brock Lesnar, John Cena to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to Cody. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Brody's already lost to like Mox Lance Archer jobbed out to Cody pretty bad. Uh, all the big guys there, like they're kind of less than impressive. And so he'd have to face somebody like a hangman or a Kenny Omega. I think it could be fun. You're right. It's not going to happen. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think that'd be fun just from a business standpoint. Although 
How great would it be to put Impact really back on the map, oh gosh, for Brock Lesnar to stroll down that completely empty, echoey arena they got going on in Impact right now and, like, beat Eric Young in, like, you know, negative three seconds to be the new Impact champion. Uh, they seem to have endless money. They have money. They can give them money. Somehow they have money. It's crazy. Everyone would moan, but we'd love it. That's not right. I would love it if I woke up and read that Eric Young just lost to Brock Lesnar in an empty. I'd be like, this is the best thing that's ever happened in the history of wrestling. <laughs> it would literally turn 2020 right around. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, okay, so uh, now we've got uh, Dirty Rich, and uh, he's got a question about uh, the, the NXT call-up. Let's see what he has to say. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro with his monthly Matt Chat question. Now, I was thinking after Keith Lee's uh, call-up was announced that how shitty the call-ups have been over the last year. And not in terms of star power, in terms of how it's done. Remember back in the day, we wouldn't know, mostly, who was going to you know debut after WrestleMania, who was going to get called up after SummerSlam. But we had Matt Riddle... Uh, his uh, brought up to main roster spoiled. We had Keith Lee spoiled. We had Shayna Baszler randomly show up. We had Bianca Belair randomly show up. So the point of my question is, has WWE ruined the surprise of the NXT call-up? In my opinion, yes, they have. Because I enjoyed tuning in like the day after WrestleMania or a big event and not knowing who's going to show up or what may happen. So... As always, let me know. I got to finish getting that care package ready, boys. Take care. Thank you, Dirty Rich. Simon, what do you say? Has WWE ruined the surprise NXT call-up? Ruins a bit strong. Would I prefer it if they did it differently? Yes. But I, I don't think that just goes for NXT. I think that goes for them bringing back people regardless. Which but The problem is, again, I don't like putting my business hat on, but it just happens. I'd probably do it as well. If you know it's going to pop ratings and your number one priority right now is ratings, like it's really hard to sit here and go, oh, they're ruining stuff. It's like, yeah, but I get it. I understand it. You're not doing it just to be dicks. You have a plan. It's just not a plan that's fun for me because I'm going to watch regardless who's on the show. So I get to have that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Um, so it, it's kind of difficult. because, And also you have to question... I don't know how true this is, but my gut tells me the majority of the NXT audience is probably watching Raw and SmackDown anyway. So I don't think it's it will be a surprise, but you may get, what, an extra 100,000 fans? If mm. you don't, uh, if you do, I don't know. I, I know Ruin seems a bit strong, but I do miss the art of the WWE surprise. Absolutely. It's why Edge coming back at the Rumble, um, even though we kind of knew I didn't really... You know, I, I bought into his tweets enough to mm -hmm. believe... Well, it could happen, but I'm not 100. That's all I need, right? I just need to be on the fence. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Ruin's a little bit strong for me, but it does suck, of course. It is, there's nothing more fun. Like, as Kevin Owens wasn't announced, was it, when he came out to, to nope. take on John Cena? That's probably the best one. That's, it was, and that's, I'm, yeah. that's in my head. That's in mm -hmm. my head. It was, flipping, it was flipping awesome. So, yes, I would love to do more stuff like that, but also it was a long-ass time ago now, and we're kind of living in a, in a different world. But like Keith Lee recently would have been better. But then I would counter that with, but he wasn't going to get a, a fan pop anyway. So maybe it's actually imperative that you do tell people this guy is a star because I know a bunch of my casual friends who don't watch NXT, they respond by the reaction of the crowd. Oh, I better take care of, who's this guy? He's got, he's got, he's got a huge reaction. So I would like them to, to do more. But yeah, being a right boring old so-and-so, I kind of get it. So it's hard for me to be too negative about it. 
Yeah. I think the, like the, the coolest thing about Kevin Owens call up too, was that he was still the NXT champion yeah. mm-hmm. and he was there for a purpose. This belt is no third rate belt. This is not, you know, a second tier title. I'm here to say that I'm the NXT champion and I can hang with any of you guys, which was so brilliant about that. I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of feel like, and I know I might be called a shill for this one. Look, WWE has ruined plenty of call-ups. Plenty. I, I still remember, <laughs> dude, like watching Bob Rude try to figure out how humans smile. Yeah. When he came out for his call-up was so awkward and weird. That poor guy. I felt so bad for him. But like, just so, just before the pandemic, Shayna was a surprise call-up. She showed up and she bit Becky Lynch on the neck. I thought that was pretty decent. <laughs> I think with Keith, the crazy thing about Keith Lee is that they actually kind of got to have their cake and eat it too because they advertise him for raw, but I never would have thought in a million years he would come out and interrupt Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Like we both thought for sure it was going to be okay. Keith Lee's going to debut in a promo and Dolph Ziggler was going to interrupt him. And then we'd get six months of that a week later. We were right. But anyways, right. But then he was also <laughs> in the main event to compete for the title. So it's like yeah. with that, it's like, if you want to announce it, okay, I get it. Like you said, for ratings, that makes sense. But at least when they actually get inserted into the show, yeah. make that in a shocking, surprising way. Uh, so, yeah, they can kind of do them both. They they have sort of lost the art of the big surprise. Although I was actually, I don't know about shocked, but I was pretty surprised when Edge came back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really bought into his tweets necessarily. I was just like, man, like that dude was messed up when he left. Like, is this really going to happen? And then it did. It was like, holy crap. Like, and I think we even talked about it, like in our Rumble prediction. We're like, this isn't going to happen to the Rumble because he's going to lose. And like, nobody's going to lose at the yeah, Rumble. But I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But in fact, I mean, I think they've done that a couple times. So we should probably learn from that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that uh, have they ruined it? Like you said, it's a bit strong. Uh, they could do it better. But then that's just WWE's thing. And, and, you know, they could do everything better. So there you go. They could, they could, yeah. Uh, Simon's right. The you go back to when Brock came back in 2012. Oh, they yeah. spoiled his return on Twitter because they wanted people to see that on social media. And be like, oh shit, Brock's back and tune mm-hmm. in. And mm-hmm. it's 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 that mindset that they 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 think all right for returns or debuts on uh, cable television, we'll advertise that in advance so people watch and gets the rating numbers up. Any sort of surprise these days only really happens, or by and large, happens on pay per view. Roman at SummerSlam, Edge, um, those are still by and large unspoiled. Mm-hmm. But if if there's gonna be anything, you know, any anybody debuting on TV or returning on TV, yeah, they're gonna spoil that because they want people to watch to get those ratings up. I will say this though, the the Brock showing up at Money in the Bank and winning that, yeah, that was a pretty dope surprise. Like mm-hmm. I don't think did they what was like what preceded that? Was there any like indication that that was gonna happen? No, so. he just lost the. Had he just lost the title yeah. at uh, like Mania or something? Yeah. Seth? Yeah. Was that right? Months, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Roman, something Braun, like that. Seth, something like that. That, wasn't Seth, uh, was that was a he hell of a surprise. To, he lost it to Roman. Okay. That was when he beat him at Mania, then they had the cage match at uh, Saudi Crown Royal or whatever. Yeah, okay. And then right after that, didn't Roman beat him? That was a that was a hell of a money in the bank moment though. I mean, I know people were pissing all over that because it was like Mustafa Ali's to lose, and he was like yeah. doing the cat batting at the yarn thing with it. <laughs> yeah. And then Brock shows up, and it's like, oh crap! That was a pretty big surprise. And they just cool laughing at the top of the ladder. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, again, the surprise is that amazing. It's like when John Cena came back at the 2008 Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. I love that return because the Madison Square Garden kind of like, oh my gosh, it's John Cena. Then 30 seconds like, oh no, wait, we don't like John Cena. They start throwing him. <laughs> and that kind yeah. of just sums up wrestling returns. You know, the return yeah. will get the surprise, will get you. But mm-hmm. after you process the information, much like, wait a minute, this means we're about to job out Mustafa Ali again. It's like, damn <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll always take it. I love a wrestling surprise. Nothing better. Yeah, I agree. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Christopher Rappersod talking about the legacy of a couple of WWE superstars. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Larson and Steve Rollins. I'm really loving to hear this, Steve. Great look for you. Keep it up. So my question is, when Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, you know, retire and they're about to go into Hall of Fame, what will people remember him for? Because I feel like they're both the most overrated wrestlers. Because how they've been booked. I know they have the accolade, but look how they've been booked and stuff. I know Roman is right now is going through a different transition, but can they, can they save Bray? Like, to me, his career has been a weird one. What do you guys think? I, I'm just being honest. I feel like Bray Wyatt is overrated. I'm sorry. Thank you, Christopher Rappersod. Man, Thank it's great to see Christopher back. I missed him. He wasn't on last month, was he? Was yeah, he? That was a month ago. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I go first on this one. Sure. Here's what, here's what I think. I think Roman is going to be remembered as, look, you put Roman Reigns in as many WrestleMania matches, uh, main events as he's been in, he will be remembered as the guy of this generation. He probably won't be remembered in the same light necessarily as Cena, Austin, and Hogan, who I think are kind of all like the big names of like the past like 40 years in terms of like who are the top guys of the company. But and it's basically because and look, there's still time for that to turn around. I totally think that it could still happen for Roman. Um, But I think he's going to be remembered like better than like in a higher level than guys like top guys of their generations like Nash. Um, I know they really wanted Sid to be the top guy of his journey. I think Roman's <laughs> going to be considered in. I think he's already considered as having a better legacy like than the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Um, So I think he's going to be seen as like the top guy of a pretty profitable time for the WWE when there's like a lot of mixed feelings, but I think he's going to be considered as a top guy, just not like top, top, top tier, mm-hmm. top guy, mm-hmm. 
but like maybe just under that. Um, I think Bray's going to be seen as a creative genius who's way ahead of his time. I think that the that we might see more of the type of things that he's doing right now. We might see that in five to ten years, things like The Fiend or even like his previous iteration. Um, I think we're going to see more of that kind of thing. I think he's going to be seen as kind of a revolutionary figure in wrestling. Uh, yeah, that's what I yeah. think. Yeah, you're right on uh, with Bray there. He's going to be seen as a, as a great, brilliant, creative mind. Uh, pushing the boundaries of what wrestling storytelling could be. He already did that with the Firefly Funhouse match. Uh, easily my favorite match of 2020. Maybe my favorite matches ever. Um, uh, brilliant talker. Yeah, sometimes he doesn't really have anything to do. He just kind of spews a bunch of words out, but it always sounds really good. Um, but if he's got a point to what he's saying, he's magnificent. Uh, Roman, I always... Granted, the jury's still out because he's got a lot of career ahead of him. Um I think he would be seen as one of the top guys of his era again, not the top guy. But I think people always have the sense that here's a guy who was never really given a, a chance to develop organically, um, apart from maybe that year or so in the Shield. But after that, they seem to put a rocket on him and want him to be in the main event right away rather than building to it. Remember the, the Rumble that Batista won? where Roman had a bunch of eliminations. The crowd was behind him then. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, and if they had just said, all right, you have a strong showing this year, next year, another strong showing uh, in the Rumble. In between, we'll get you in some interesting feuds. Uh, we're going to develop your character, get the fans behind you, and maybe WrestleMania 32 or 33, then we'll get you in the main event scene, in the title, the main, uh, picture and whatnot. Instead, WrestleMania 31, the main event, and everybody crapped on it. And uh, if he was given a chance to develop organically, um, I think he could have been face the company guy. You know, um, you know when, when Stone Cold started getting popular, they didn't put him in the main event of WrestleMania right away. It took like a year and a half later from Austin 316 to him winning almost two years um, between uh, getting the, the, the belt off Sean. Um, they took their time with Stone Cold, and it worked. Um, and uh, I, I think that's when wrestling personalities connect best with fans is when they're given time to develop and people get to know them over the course of time. But Roman never had that chance really. Yeah. I, I think that's spot on with, again, it's so difficult to actually know because it Roman could have 10 more years and, and absolutely smash it. But if he had to retire tomorrow, yeah, his legacy is going to be somewhat divisive, right? Because mostly because of the internet and social media and how that's kind of, you know, a lot of, the opinions that some people have actually forget some of the cool matches like he had with Brock Lesnar or Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. It's really good mm-hmm. matches. Not mm-hmm. necessarily great feuds, but really good matches. Um, but in terms of putting the rug out from underneath him, I think you just look at something like the John Cena feud when they were allowed to go out there and just rip each other to shreds. And it was over in like a minute. <laughs> like, oh, I was just getting into this. So it's always been stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Even when we're like, oh, he's going to win the title at WrestleMania, but then they'll hold it off to the next pay-per-view just to make you go, oh, we got you. And all of that has kind of, um, it's diminishing returns. But yeah, I think when you, this is really the first time and we've heard about it for long enough when the star of WWE is WWE, right? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be happening with John Cena, mm-hmm. but John Cena was able to transcend and become a somewhat of a mainstream star. Uh, and this is the time they've absolutely cramped down on that, to their detriment, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And Roman has been mm-hmm. someone that suffered to do that. But at the same time, as we've already seen, he has come back in the last couple of weeks and there is renewed interest in the product. Ratings have gone up. And admittedly, there could be the Thunderdome and who knows what else. But from what I can see on paper, he absolutely does have some draw, some pull 
And that does make him a top guy. So I think he will be seen that way. And much like John Cena, I think in hindsight, I'll actually be considered better than he is at the moment by some. As for Bray Wyatt, I think he's going to be a dude who, at a much, much higher level than this. But you know, outside of the wrestling bubble, not a lot of people know who he is, but inside the wrestling bubble, just considered a genius. So, you know, you always hear Raven's name come up, right? Oh, Scotty mm. Levy, he, he knows, he, you know, so good at wrestling. He just gets wrestling. Scott Hall too. Oh my gosh, Scott Hall can just come up with these ideas. I think Bray Wyatt is going to be the number one of those guys. Mm. Maybe the number one mm -hmm. because not only was he able to become a world champion and a main eventer, he's probably not only going to continue to do all this crazy stuff on his end, but when it comes time to wind down his career and give back being as a producer, an agent, whatever, he's going to make all these other people really, really good as well. So I think he'll be the top tier of those guys. Um, and again, I think wrestling fans will just think he's incredible because because he is. like the, mm. he, he can't control his booking, which is the only criticism I have of him. Everything else, I'm like, how the hell did you come up with that? Mm, <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you guys this. So we've, we've been asked this question before, like, you know, uh, Austin had his 316 moment, right? Uh, Becky Lynch even had her uh, moment where she was all bloodied up. Austin also had his bloody moment. Uh, it's Bret Hart, did, yeah. is, was Roman lacking the one singular kickoff moment? See, I, mean, I, I think he's had it. What, what was it? What do you think it was? The difference is, with the two you just mentioned, WWE capitalized on it. I mean, okay. they took their time with Becky Lynch, but they did it. But on that night after uh, WrestleMania 33, when he beat The Undertaker, <laughs> and he stood yeah. in that room for 12 minutes and got booed constantly and then just said four, three words ever as and walked off. Yeah. If they had turned him then, mm -hmm. I think he would have become mega Roman. But instead, the next the week, moment, he was yeah. exactly the same. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay, that didn't mean anything. Great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What a great point. That's a, that's that's actually a great point. Were you were you in town for that? Because Larson and I went to that one. No, and being there, there being there insane. for Raw, it was insane. That yeah, moment was crazy live. It was yeah, absolutely that was, crazy. That was really crazy. Really crazy. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we've got TNA for life uh, asking a question about general managers. Let's see what he has to say. What is up, friendos? It's your boy, TNA for life. I'm back, and I got a match act question for you, Stephen Larson. So I actually really enjoyed this week's Raw, even though there was a lot of like weird stuff going on. Um, the one thing that really uh, was driven home for me is the fact that there isn't one official authority figure. You had Cat Buck being like an authority over Nia Jax. You have people... Uh, blaming Tom Phillips and like the commentary for things that are going on on Raw when they clearly like even in kayfabe would have nothing to do with that <clears throat> I want to know uh, how you guys would solve this do you think uh, it's just you know you need a GM of Monday Night Raw um, and we've seen like like a uh, little hints of it with Adam Pierce on Smackdown and like they show that, that like referees kind of have like almost a general manager of authority nowadays so i'm just curious what you guys think if you guys agree like that that's kind of how it is nowadays as far as kayfabe goes and if you think we should have a general manager thank you guys so much uh too sweet a hearty handshake peace out thank you tna for life larson what do you say does ron need a new gm they don't need a gm they need adam pierce adam <laughs> pierce 
Scrap iron. Charge. Scrap iron. Get him in there. GM scrap iron. Put Adam Pierce in charge of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, you know, don't necessarily call him a general manager. I like the role he's filling now where he just makes sure the, the ship's smooth sailing. Or he's smooth, like glue. He's like smoothly. the glue of the show. Yeah, man. He's all about keeping everything together. The ship must sail smoothly, I was trying to say earlier. Uh, that's what we need. We need someone to – like Regal at NXT, yeah, he's the authority figure. But he just makes sure the place doesn't fall apart, you know, <laughs> barely, barely. barely. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I want for Scrap Iron. Adam Pierce, he's the glue that keeps it together. He's the duct tape that keeps Raw and SmackDown from falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have to be in every segment. He didn't have to book matches all the time. Just know that he's there and he's the one holding it all together. He's great. Uh, I, I, I don't know why they haven't had this guy on camera earlier because he's fantastic. I know. I know. Vince seems, to, Vince seems to really like him now. Simon, what do you say? Who do you like for Raw GM? That would ruin my life. I mean, I woke up after SmackDown. So, Miller, you want SmackDown? Miller, you want SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just thinking that when like we brought up Adam Pierce. I was like, you know, Simon, in my head, I was like, Simon kind of looks like Adam Pierce. I wonder if he knows that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it over the other guy. If you know, you know. If you don't know, let's not talk about it. Um, to, to me, and I hate doing this because just, you know, light the fire. Just do it like AEW does it. We never see Tony Khan. But we know that he's in the background. So if you know, unlike Raw, where magical things will literally quite happen oh, for no reason, all I need to know is I can go, oh, Tony Khan must have made that match. That's all it is. It's a plot device. It's like Jack Tunney back in the day, right? Oh, that mm-hmm. must have been. Do you remember when Jack Tunney used to sit at his desk and you cut for him for thirty <laughs> seconds and he basically go, well, I think we should do this. Like, yeah. All right, thanks, Jack. That's yeah. just really good of you. Awesome. So yeah, I, I would just do that. And Adam Pearce could do that. Why not? He's already been established in the story. You know, mm-hmm. the reason this question comes up is because when Raw or SmackDown or any WWE show, not including NXT, has a GM, it's they're in the first segment, they're in the second segment, mm-hmm. they're in this segment, blah, blah. And that's fine when it's Mick Foley, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, even Eric Bischoff, you know, they're a character that can bring something. But that whole thing is tried and tested and boring and played out. So you just need to know <laughs> if if a magical six-man tag team match happens, somebody said... I want this match as opposed to because the worst is when you watch people that don't watch wrestling and they will. How does that happen? I was like, it just does. They go, what do you mean? It just does. It just does. It just happens. <laughs> and we accept it. And we move on. It's oh, on our screen. Wanted- There's a card on our screen <laughs> and it tells us what's going to happen. And then the team yeah. loses. They have to break up for some reason, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Because it says it on the card. Whoever in digital is putting together the cards, they're making the decisions. Yeah. And then you just go, it's fake, right? It's fake. It's not real. It's all, I know, it's exactly. All crap. It's all bull crap. So, yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll go I'll go a different way. I, I So here's the thing. I think, Simon, I probably like your response best. I think Adam Pierce should stick to being, I would love to actually see him as GM of SmackDown because it's like a smaller show and like he's been more established there. I was actually surprised to see him on Raw the other night. I was like, wait a second. I thought he's a SmackDown guy. <laughs> um, but apparently he's like, a you know, an, an everything tool. Um, I'm going to say this. I'll say if there's one guy who should be a GM of Raw and, and be present on camera opening the show opening the second hour, inserting himself way too much. It's going to be two guys, one of two guys that I love, love, love to see, Mark Henry or Samoa Joe. Either of those guys, I can't get enough of those guys, and so I would like to see them on my TV. I'd be totally fine if they were the Raw general manager, although, yeah, I really like how they do it, either in AEW or NXT, where you know who's in charge, you never see him, you see him in, like, 
you know, behind the scenes videos sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know that they're there. You know that there's a committee or there's a guy or whatever. I also like how NXT does it, how it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of chaos going on, but like Regal's there just to like, you know, uh, uh, duct tape it together, make mm-hmm. sure that it's barely on the verge of falling apart. Okay, I'm gonna make sure it doesn't fall apart. War yeah. games. Oh, well, we, we got a tie here in the in the best in the in the 60 minute Iron Man match um, next week. Next yeah. week we'll do overtime because we can't do overtime because USA puts limits on us now, um, and we need to boost ratings next week so they can move us to a different night. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'd say if I had to choose Samoa Joe, Mark Henry, because I'd like to see them on my TV even more than I see them right now. Mark Henry, That's I barely show. see. Ever. You, you've hit the nail on the head there because if you give it to Samoa Joe, I'm never going to mind because I want to yeah. see Samoa That's Joe. True. That's, That's really true. That's true. Dude, I could listen to that guy true. talk all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, next up, we've got Church Jackson in the house who has a question about people at the Firefly Funhouse. Let's say what he let's see what he has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson, Church Jackson here. Uh, my going on raw question of the week is this: If you could put top five celebrities in Bray Wyatt's Funhouse, who would they be and why? Uh, that's it. Uh, too sweet, hearty handshake. Oh, and by the way, Steve, it's okay to be a metalhead. Grow that mustache out. I'm a metalhead. Give you my seal of approval. Bye. Thank you, Church. Thank and, you, Church. And uh, I appreciate him saying that it's okay for me to be a metal guy. I'm going to keep on growing this hair out, see if I can do that. I'll grow the, too, my little dirt mustache, too. Yeah. Uh, Simon, what do you say? Top five celebrities that you'd put in Firefly Funhouse. Definitely one of the most random questions I've had for a long-ass time. But I like it. I like thinking outside the box, which is what the Firefly Funhouse is. Uh, my first choice was Matthew McConaughey. Because Matthew mm. McConaughey is kind of a crazy dude anyway. But also, he's a massive wrestling fan. Like he, he loves, is. He loves. He loves like Texas wrestling and the Von Erickson stuff. He's absolutely <laughs> obsessed. So I put him in there because I'm yeah. guessing he's going to have some kind of transformation back to who, who even knows what. But <laughs> he'd do that, and then I'd follow up with Tom Cruise. Obviously, you always have to put Tom Cruise in that situation because, I mean, that guy's flying by you know, his own way in. in he's on Earth. He's on my list too Is because really? of all of his, his all of his crazy Scientology stuff. Brian Him and Bray would get along great. Character. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. would. He'd so do the I crazy become... laugh and everything. <laughs> or maybe he goes in there and he just becomes normal. He's just like a real <laughs> yeah. normal, yeah. basic he, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he suddenly ages third... like ten years, so he actually looks like what well, he's like in his mid fifties. Yeah, he looks like in his thirties now. It's yeah, it's weird. Fifty-seven, and I saw a video the other day, and I look older than him. I was like, no, dude, seriously, rich and famous. I, I maintain that the plot to Top Gun 2 should be everybody just weirded out by how Maverick hasn't aged a day since Top Gun 1. Like, I think Val Kilmer's supposed to be in that movie. Yeah. And as you guys might know, he's got like the he had throat cancer, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. So he I mean, he looks his age and it's kind of but it's like, how is it everybody else that appeared in the last movie has literally aged and he hasn't. A day, and that needs to be the central plot device. Figuring out how he hasn't aged. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, who else? Who else is on your list? Uh, my number three is a bit of a cheat, uh, but he, he's not a wrestler anymore. He's a celebrity. So I put Dwayne Johnson in there to That's see good. if he would like, you know, go back to being the Rock, like from nineteen ninety seven or something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, I'd throw him in there. And also, that's just ratings. That's just money. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Church uh, didn't actually establish if they had to be alive or dead. 
So I would put Leslie Nielsen in there as well. Oh, good. He has, That's good. You know, he has. Yeah. Uh, he, he was searching for the Undertaker. Did his job. Not yeah. actually. No, he didn't do it that well because there was two of them. So he didn't mm. do his job well. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. do his job well at all. But again, that's something that you can, you know, bring back to life. One of my favorite skits ever as a kid, even though now you're watching like, this is not good television. <laughs> this is not good TV at all. Um, and my last one, I kind of ummed and ahed. Um, and then I thought, you know what, if I'm trying to all tie them into wrestling, of course, I would put the one and only Donald Trump in there. You oh, know, the man that yeah. shaved, uh, shaved Vince McMahon's head. Helped yeah. out Bobby Lashley, so there's yeah. there's a lovely thing we could go back to, and again, I just think that would be unbelievable. So they would be my five. Yeah, Trump would actually. I'll be honest with you, that would actually be pretty entertaining. I would just want it to happen after uh, uh, he, he's 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 out. And, and he oh, just yeah. has nothing oh, yeah, better to do. Well, I think that'd lock, be... You could just lock him in there. Just yeah, there you go, yeah. Or, I mean, maybe him. maybe he would tank his polls if he showed up on Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> and that would help us. Anyways, uh, before we get into that, uh, I'll go next. So, I, like I said, I have Tom Cruise on my list as well, the crazy Scientology stuff. Um, I'll go with this one. Now, given that Firefly Funhouse and, and Firefly Bray is obviously inspired, a little bit at least, by, uh, by Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. I'm going to put Tom Hanks in there. Okay. You want box office? You want huge ratings? Tom Hanks as uh, as Mr. Rogers from the movie he did, he goes in there, but he leaves as Tom Hanks from Castaway because you always revert <laughs> to something prior. Uh, I also have uh, the, I think the still the current reigning WWE box office champion Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to see Arnold in there because I think that'd be hilarious. He can talk about um, gerrymandering and he could bring his, doesn't he have like some donkeys or some goats or something yeah, that he does? he's got quite an assortment of uh, animals at his house, yeah. He can bring them. Hey, how you doing, Bray? Look, here's my goat. Take a look at him. Uh, and then, as you've said, <laughs> and then as you've said, uh, alive or dead, Give this is kind of obscure, but give me Orson Welles. Good. I'd like to see him uh, battle it out with Bray in the Firefly Funhouse. Let's get some auteur directing the yeah. man behind Citizen Kane. A Touch of Evil. How about that? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Orson That's Welles, Larson. Who do you got in the Firefly uh, Funhouse? Uh, uh, so I got Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, David Lynch alumni, <laughs> alumni Kyle McLaughlin. That's good. Uh, uh, Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. He's oh, a bit out fun. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. a bit out there, Crispin Glover. <laughs> oh wow, that's a good hey, one. Hey man, hey man. <laughs> um, and then for me next is a toss-up between Lady Gaga or Missy Elliott. That's nice. good. Lady Those are Gaga good ones. Going in a meat dress. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and for sure, I want Little Wayne in there. Little Wayne needs to be in there. <laughs> Little Wayne that, needs that to be in That should happen in the Firefly Funhouse. I think that should awesome. happen. I'll I'll toss one more in there. And it's just to pay homage uh, to Simon Miller because he's here today. The cast from The Young Ones. Because oh, there you go. Because, uh, you know, Simon, I don't even know this, but I actually uh, spent four years of my childhood in lovely England uh, because my dad was Air Force. And so I, I actually so I got to experience when I was a kid in the 80s, uh, The Young Ones. And it was like one of my favorite shows because nice. it was so it was so naughty. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. I like that. There you go. Tying it all in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up, we've got CM Punk Sweden with a question about fantasy booking. Let's see what he has to say. The next WrestleMania card. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. But if you fantasy book the rest of the card, and you can involve some wrestlers from... Uh, 
AEW or New Japan Wrestling? What do you think? Uh, hardy handshake. Too sweet. Or not. Ciao. Thank you, CM Punk Sweden. Thank All right, you. man. WrestleMania 37. Let's just, man, I, I just hope pandemic is, is done by then. We can get like a giant 80,000. I don't know how long, how big that L.A. stadium is. it's pretty huge, man. It's probably pretty huge. So tons and tons and tons of people all coughing each other's mouths and nothing bad happens. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is my lineup here. Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Big E. Big E wins. You got that right. WWE yeah. Championship. Uh, uh, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. That's a really boring match. I don't know why I did that one. Uh, I just I was like, who are the biggest names over there now? Okay, it's those guys. Cool. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. I want to revisit this feud and see if they can get it right. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the IC title. They had their WWE title feud, and it was just kind of lackluster. I want a real good feud between these two to harken back truly to their New Japan days. Uh, for the United States Championship, I want to see Adam Cole Bebe versus Bob Lashley, who will keep it until WrestleMania. Wow. I think that could be a lot of fun. You have the Hurt Business versus the Undisputed Era. That be could good. be a lot of fun. That'd be good. Uh, for Raw and SmackDown tag titles, the WWE is so bereft of tag teams these days. Just unify the damn titles. Uh, so Raw and SmackDown tag unification title bout the New Day uh, versus the Street Profits. So the New Day walk away with all the titles there at WrestleMania. Great. And then uh, Raw women's title, Asuka versus uh, the returning Charlotte Flair. So Asuka can finally get her win back over Charlotte Flair. Her WrestleMania win back, I should say. Asuka retains. And then SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Sasha, but this time mm-hmm. in a 60 minute Iron Woman match with Becky Lynch as the guest referee. That's wow, my that's WrestleMania good. 37 that's card. Good. That's good. That's Mama good. Lynch is back. Um, so I got Edge versus Orton. That seems to be a shoe win. That's a good Edge one. should be healthy by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for eight titles. You're you're right on with uh, Roman versus Big E. Big E goes over after winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, he's Universal Champ. Uh, I got Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee for WWE title. Okay, good. Uh, Sasha versus Bailey with some sort of stipulation. Asuka versus Shayna. Okay. And then uh, for the IC title, Jeff Hardy versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, that's a nice one. And then for the U.S. title, Bob Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Oh, for the United (laughs) States. Okay, good. Good. I like that. Simon, what do you got for WrestleMania 37? all, all my predictions are now gone, which is always the worst thing about when you go last. But the one I will double down on is Roman versus Big E with Big E winning the Universal title. That just seems to make all the sense mm-hmm. in the world to me. And then yeah, in your other championship match, uh, it should be Keith Lee. Uh, again, I'm just going to get on a whim here and have some fun versus Brock Lesnar. Keith mm-hmm. Lee beats Brock Lesnar. I like I mean, that. That's going to that's that's establish that, man. And yeah, just to kind of shake up the other ones that I had for things that would be cool. Oscar versus Ronda Rousey. If you could oh, get her to come back, that's great. I would be, I would be down for that. I'm also 100 percent all right with Sasha versus Bailey whenever they do split up, which I believe will be for WrestleMania. But yeah, you hit it on the nail on the head, man. Just come up with a cool step, cage match, hell in a cell, last woman standing. I don't care because you never do that with the women, right? They never mm-hmm. get to really have some fun. Um, so you know, do that, make it be the big blow off, and then you know, whoever's the face and the heel, you can, you can decide upon. And then I'll try and pull one more out. I mean, you got to do something with Daniel Bryan. I like the idea versus uh, Jeff Hardy, but I think I'd probably uh, take it on the whole AJ Styles thing that, you know, Lawson, you said I would do 
uh, sorry, you said Steve. I would do Daniel Bryan versus um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Bryan, try yeah. and have, have that match that you would have seen. Because that's mm -hmm. what, you know, when Daniel Bryan was going to leave, he was like, oh man, I'll go to New Japan and I'll fight Nakamura. And I was like, yeah, you will. Yeah. So, you know, I'll do that. And just as an absolute out of nowhere, what, nowhere one, Jeff Cobb versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, I like that. I like that. Cobb comes to WWE. I like that a lot. Yeah, no, I love I love the Daniel Bryan Shinsuke thing. I think even Shinsuke said that he came to WWE partially because he wanted to fight Daniel yeah, Bryan. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Old roommates fighting each other. Mm -hmm. yeah, AJ Styles does something. He has a match. There you go. That's what he does. He's the host. Yeah, Styles, yeah. <laughs> no, AJ, AJ, AJ versus Taker would be, uh, I'd, I'd be down to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I really, really would because I think AJ Styles is so good. You know, he'd be able to figure something out. I wouldn't even mm -hmm. mind if Undertaker went back on his word again. I don't know why people get mad about that. I just don't care. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's ruined his legacy. All right, it's his legacy. I'm yeah, like, well, he does it his legacy. Good for yeah, him. It's, honestly, his legacy is set in stone. Even if he, is, you know, yeah. comes out and drops an actual turd in the ring, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be. All right. He'll be fine. <laughs> Nobody will be like. Everybody will be like, oh man, remember a great Undertaker? Remember that weird day when he came out and like literally shat in a ring? That was weird, but he's great. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great. great. I mean, I'm yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got a text question uh, to, to finish this off today from Luis Ariza. And uh, he says, if you were to create a new Wyatt family, who would you put in it? Any brand and maybe an indie talent. Glad I get to go last here because oh, right. I didn't have an answer. Oh, OK. So uh, I'm writing mine down. I'll say uh, Bo Dallas, yeah. Bray's brother. He should be involved. Remember years ago when there was talk of making Sarah Logan sister Abigail? Well, yeah, Bring yeah. Sarah Logan back. Have her a new Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. um, and then also uh, Nick Cage, since he's going to be a guest on Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry for a second. I thought I thought you said Nick Gage. <laughs> he's going to join the WWE. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, am I am I assuming that Bray Wyatt is leading this Wyatt family, yeah? Or is it meant to be a new Wyatt that's leading it? I would say Bray was it'd be a Wyatt family, so it'd be yeah, him, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to be quite boring. But what I would do is I would have Bray Wyatt lead it, and then I would have all the people that are on pictures on his wall join in with his oh, madness, right? I like so you it. Could have, you could choose. You could have Kane. You could have Finn Balor. Technically, you could have Jerry Lawler. <laughs> you could have Mankind, Mick Foley. I can't remember who else that he went after during... Uh, during that John Cena you can have. I mean, that wouldn't mm -hmm. happen. But yeah, that's what I would do. If you get, I don't think you need to bring the Wyatt family back. But if you are going to do it, at least create some kind of a buzz. I'd actually, I mean, realistically, yeah, I put Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor. I think Bo Dallas is a great shout because that story writes itself. And then if you need a fourth one, pff, I mean, you're not going to bring the mayor of Knox County back, whoever the hell he <laughs> Jacobs is doing. Um, I, yeah, I'd have to think that, sit down and see. Because my, my brains has all put Samoa Joe in him. Like, don't put Samoa Joe in it. Samoa Joe doesn't need to be in a faction. That's absolute <laughs> nonsense. So maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe just something like that, which ties into because you're going to have to segue out of the whole fiend Firefly Funhouse stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's maybe that that's why he does it. I don't know. That's an inch. I mean, I've, I think at this stage you probably want to you probably want to leave that alone. Um, but if you were going to do it, yeah, that's what I would do. I'm gonna go with. Two indie names. Well, I guess I don't know how indie they are now because I think they're both with Ring of Honor. But I'm going to go with Danhausen and uh, uh, Brody King Good. to be in the new Wyatt family. You have Rowan return, Eric Redbeard. 
Uh, and then, of course, Bo. You got to put Bo in there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Alexa Bliss. I think that's a solid Wyatt family yeah, right there. That is, good. Yeah. that is good. I want to add Taurus from AAA. Taurus, <laughs> <Wyatt family>. Taurus. <laughs> so you got that's Taurus, great. Bo, Sarah Logan, Nick Cage, Bray Wyatt. Nick Cage and Nick Gage. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, both. <laughs> you put them both in there. Yeah, there you go. If we if we can grab people too, get Abaddon or whatever she's called from. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh she's yeah. Great. That gimmick. Is, the reason she... I say Abaddon or whatever is because I keep calling her Abandon by accident, and then I get yeah. confused about what her name is. But she's awesome. She's really mm-hmm. really good. So yeah. Throw I her always in. have to remember how to say her name too. I always want to say Abaddon, but it's Abaddon. <laughs> I don't know what Abaddon. Yeah. But she's awesome, and I would that would. She has managed to do this incredible thing where that should be really dumb, and it's not. It mm-hmm. absolutely works 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah, really terrific. Does. She's really terrific. Does. Well, Simon, thank you so much for being here with us today for Matt Chat. You're an absolute delight, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Now, like thank I say, so it's much, an absolute Simon. joy, and we should do it more often. And, of course, thank you so much for hooking me up with uh, with an H-title match against uh, against Adam Mayhem, who, let's not forget, I did beat. Let's never, Dude, let's never true. forget that. That's true, despite thank- that he brought a gun to the ring. Yeah. Thanks for doing. Thanks for bringing it back. To right. like, you know, to prominence because we'll my God, it. as soon as we can, we'll get to defending it. As soon as yeah, that dude, well, that sounds great. Can we, can we, uh, we, can we arrange to like walk you to the ring one day? That'd be, I that'd mean, be fun. We, we should have done it already. So yes, a hundred percent. We got All right. it done. Let's get it done. We'll All do right. It. We'll do it. Anyways. Thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it until next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.